Do you think you may have a problem with your alcohol consumption or drug use? Are you thinking about quitting and want to know what all the sober hype is about? Whatever the reason, I'm so grateful you're here with me today. My name is Sarah, and I am the creator and host of Sober Gratitudes. I once was an active alcoholic, and after decades of failed attempts to control my drinking, I finally reached out for help. Letting others help me is why I'm here today, living a life I never thought possible. The suffering of my past was the catalyst I needed to find recovery and be receptive to healing. I created this podcast out of the desire to recover out loud and, with the help of my guests, show you how a better life is possible after addiction. Whether you have been here before or you are a first-time listener, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment to write a review on Apple Podcasts so that it can reach more people who may be struggling. Together, we can help those in need. You can also reach me at sobergratitudes at gmail.com with any questions or comments. Thank you again for dropping in today, and welcome to Sober Gratitudes. Sober Gratitudes is a podcast dedicated to spreading the hope in recovery from addiction. It is an inclusive show that does not promote or represent any recovery program. When my guests and I discuss what keeps us sober, we are referring to our own unique experiences. Our goal is to encourage and give hope to those who are struggling and need support. Sober Gratitudes podcast is proud to come together and partner with Valor Fitness Clothing in our mutual mission to support and encourage the recovering community. Based in Los Angeles and inspired by real recovery, Valor Fitness lives up to its mission. With one item sold, Valor Fitness donates one item to a homeless shelter or transitional rehab facility. Because Valor Fitness Clothing supports Sober Gratitude's mission, everyone can receive a discount when shopping. Use the code GRATITUDE20 at checkout. Also, every guest on my podcast will be graciously given a gift certificate from Valor. We're stronger together when we come together. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sober Gratitudes. My name is Sarah, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. I've been thinking a lot about you and wondering where you're at. If you're active in drinking and wondering if you need to stop or if you are sober and you have some time and maybe you're struggling right now or maybe you're sober and really happy but you want to continue to grow spiritually are you really really sad and feeling really baffled by the fact that you can't stay stopped are you not sure if you want to stay stopped Or maybe it's something else, I don't know. But everything I just said, uh, I can identify with each and everything. Every 
potential reality I have experienced. Right now I'm thinking a lot about something that you may be able to identify with, and that is how getting sober and staying stopped is very hard. I know that. I've been there. I know what it feels like, and it sucks. It really sucks, especially if You've been drinking a long time and you know that it's really probably not in your best interest physically, mentally, spiritually to continue on drinking the way you're drinking. And you go maybe a couple days or maybe a week, maybe a month, maybe more, and then suddenly you pick up again and you're baffled by it. When I say these things, I feel like I'm talking to myself, my past self, because that's something I really struggled with in active addiction towards the very end. I wanted so desperately to stop because I was acutely aware of the fact that I was incapable of stopping once I started. And added to that was the daily promise to myself while I was recovering from a hangover that today would be the day that I would start that this would this is the beginning of a new life this is the beginning but then also being so frightened and so scared wondering how the hell am i going to do it and i did this for a long time and i was so ashamed of admitting to anyone that I was so confused that I didn't understand why drinking, drinking alcohol and thinking about alcohol was so ever present in my life, that it, it was all consuming. And I thought about that more than I thought about anything else. I felt trapped. I felt alone and scared. And if you're feeling this way today, I want to tell you that I'm so sorry you're feeling this way. I know it's hard. Believe me, I know it's so hard. It's so hard because It's like, I know I wanted it so badly, but I was so afraid of how I was gonna live my life without it. And I really thought that like all of my problems, that existed in my life, the only way I could cope with them was by to drink, 
by, by drinking. Like I had so many problems in my life. And for me, alcohol was the answer to my problems. Like I could, I could cope with the problems because I, I would drink, but then, then it was just so uncomfortable because then I would have to deal with all the physical consequences and other horrible consequences of drinking excessively to, in regards to a stressful day that I thought a drink would help, but then it would do the exact opposite. And the next day I would be so sick and I'd be so angry at myself and so frustrated, so angry. What I didn't realize then, and I can see so clearly now, is that the problems that I that existed in my life were a result of my drinking. I did not understand that. I know that today. And the reason why I know that today is because I have not been drinking and I have been doing um, I've been living a new life. I've been living a new life in recovery with a, with a fellowship of my making who have supported, they've supported me all these years in getting to where I am today. And I know today that I couldn't, I couldn't get here without the help of others. I couldn't, I couldn't do it alone. I didn't know that I couldn't do it alone. Fortunately, I had the gift of desperation at the very end with that rock bottom dream that I shared about in the episode, a very vulnerable episode, an episode I never thought I would verbalize in this forum. But what I have found is this is, I have found my voice in recovery. And I believe that my higher power wants me to share the hope in recovery in this venue. And I see so many people who are sick and suffering and struggling and they want so desperately to, to control their drinking or to stop drinking and they're perhaps writing gratitude lists every day or they're reading up on new ways of staying stopped and you know reading up on sober curious websites and how you can you know beat that five o'clock craving and there's so much out there and it's wonderful i mean it's wonderful in a lot of ways but you know for me i did not experience a world where i had that kind of those options at my fingertips the only option i knew was aa I didn't think there was anything else 
Like I, I even went to a priest and I confided in my priest and she was very helpful, but she's not an alcoholic. And I do believe she, you know, I know she helped me because she listened. And um, I think I, I think I blindsided her <laughs> in all honesty. And um, whatever she said to me, and it's foggy because I was so, so vulnerable and I was just sobbing. But I, whatever she said to me, it brought me to a place of surrender. Um, I don't even know if she mentioned AA. I don't think she did. I don't know. I don't remember. But whatever I said to her was, like, I was, I was open and honest and vulnerable, and I felt safe sharing this secret with her. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe because I felt I trust, I trusted her that she wouldn't judge me. And it's not to say that I thought everyone else in the world around me wouldn't respond the same way. Um, but it felt safe to me. I felt, I felt like she wouldn't panic. I, I, I felt like she would, um, because she was, a, because she is a priest. I felt like that her God, the God that I wasn't quite sure existed in my life. Oh, I was pretty convinced that at that point that God didn't want me to exist. I don't know, because I was just so miserable and I was so sad. Um, but but opening my, my mouth and speaking my truth to her, I think was incredibly important in getting me to that rock bottom dream. In a way, I feel like that, you know, God was, was gifting me that dream, maybe saying, yes, you went to the right person. Now here's a dream I'm going to give you that's really fucking literal. And you're going to be drowning in the dream. <laughs> and it's, you're going to wake up and you're going to know, you're going to see, you're going to know it in your heart that you're drowning yourself in alcohol. And um, that's, how, that's how my story went. That's, that's how my journey went. And I know that for some pre some people, they are reaching out to they're reaching out and and they're talking to people who they can they can trust, whether it be in texting or DM over Instagram or um, Marco Polo or you know emailing with somebody in the recovery community, you know that worked for me. That if if that existed for me eight and a half or almost nine years ago, I maybe I would have um, taken that route. And, but I, I heard something this morning on TV and it was somebody talking about their experience in addiction and I know he was talking about the same program that I work and because of the language that he was using and anyone who, else, who is not in the program would not necessarily know that he was you know, using the language of the program. 
for me, he was, he was, um, he was careful about, because it was, he was up there in front of the TV on the news sharing about the shame he felt, the amends that he made with a family member and the thing, the, the behaviors, the actions, the, the, the things that he felt so ashamed of that he did in active addiction. And I, I was so, so inspired to do this, this particular this episode right now because of what he was sharing and what kept coming out for me when I listened to him was that no human power could relieve him of his alcoholism. Not my power, not my will, not the priest I reached out to, not the subtle generic kind of hints I made to somebody very close to me. None of that relieved me of my alcoholism. What did relieve me of my, of my alcoholism, which is in a state of remission right now, is the fact that I was willing to go to any length to stay stopped because I knew that I could never, ever have one sip of alcohol without it turning into four bottles. And every day it just got worse and worse and worse. So when I surrendered to what I could not control and what I could not say no to, if anyone asked me, would you like a drink? What I found out is that I had to surrender to the fact that I, I could never, I know I'm repeating myself, but it's, I knew I needed help. I, I, I knew by 39 years old, that I, I tried so many fucking different ways to do it on my own, to do it my way, to read things, to write things, to talk to like, you know, like I said, go to my priest. Nothing worked except for when I surrendered to the only program that I knew existed for people with problems with alcohol. And I let people help me. I listened to them. They told me, I suggest that you try this. I suggest that you try that. And it sounded like garbage to me. I didn't understand it. It felt like I was writing with the wrong hand when I would do these suggestions. It just felt so weird. 
It was not the way I was used to living, but nothing else was working. And the fact that I was in a state of complete deflation, of complete surrender, and I knew that I was willing to do whatever it took, that that was, that was a gift that was given to me. That was a gift because it, it had a, this like tiny little portal that opened this pathway to God, this journey towards God, a God of my complete misunderstanding that who was waiting for me to turn around and look towards him. And I just say God and him because it's easier. It's easier just to say it that way. I felt as if God had turned his back on me and that all my problems were because I was being punished and all my problems were because I was failing at controlling my drinking. So God turned his back on me. That's what I really truly believed. But I started doing the things that felt strange and uncomfortable, talking with people, looking at people, listening to people who had recovered from this seemingly crazy state of existence. And I saw that they were living a happy life and they were free. And I wanted that. So I was just like, it's the, I really at that point thought it's either I die or I commit to doing something different this time. Because the sameness of, of my will in all that occurred under my will. And what I mean by that is like one day I would try this in my will and the next day I would try something else in my will. But then I, when I surrendered to the program, the 12 step program that I'm a part of still to this day is that I tried something that was out of my will that somebody else said, this worked for me because I was where, where, where you were at. So one, tr give it a try because it worked for me. It might, it might just work for you. And so I kept doing that. I kept doing things that were out of my will, that were uncomfortable. And I'm here today so fucking grateful that I let go of my will. It's like I threw it out like it was trash. I'm like, 
I was so frustrated with myself that I could not control my drinking or how much I was fucking thinking about drinking or how much I was trying to control my drinking or do different things. I was so tired and I was also so sick. I couldn't even see it. Literally, I have to be honest with you. It wasn't until this past year that I could look at that picture that I referred to, I, I, I post as a before picture. The more I'm learning about liver disease, and then I, the more I look at that picture of myself, and I remember the symptoms, I, I remember what would happen to me every single day, the shakes, the vomiting, the heart palpitations, the extreme diarrhea, the not my inability to like um, think normally. Like I just, my emotions were all over the place. The, the more, the more I learn about the sickness of alcoholism and look at that picture, the more I see that I was in the beginning stages of liver disease and I did not know it. It's so clear to me now. I never went to any doctor though. I didn't go to, I didn't see my doctor until I was, I think maybe a year sober because I was so ashamed to go to the doctor and get blood work done because I was so afraid I knew I knew I would probably have a panic attack and I, and I felt like my panic attack would kill me. Now, I'm not suggesting that you do that if you are in active alcoholism right now. Um, but I know that, I know how hard it, I'm just saying, I'm sharing this with you because I know how hard it is to get to that place of speaking the truth, the reality of my existence in active al alcoholism. And the reality was this, I had no control. I could not control. Nobody else could control. My best thinking could not control or change the fact that every morning I woke up in the same day of, of active addiction, of waking up hungover, shaking, vomiting, having diarrhea. No, the, I mean, I don't, it, it's disgusting, but I didn't have a solid bowel movement for a really long time in the, the late stages of my alcoholism. None of that, none of that saved me from the throes of addiction. No human power saved me from the throes of addiction. My higher power saved me from the throes of addiction because I was willing to do something different 
I was willing to let go of my will. I, I did not want to live the way I was living anymore. And I was so fucking confused as to why I could not change how I was living. My problems went away when I put down the drink. I realized I was capable of living in the reality of life without alcohol. And the things that used to be huge problems still exist today, but they're not problems for me anymore. Why? Because I got sober and I did the work. I healed my past. I understood, I learned about alcoholism. I learned everything I needed to learn and I'm still learning. No human power could have relieved me of my active alcoholism. No human power could get me to emotional sobriety. But because I sought a higher power, I was relieved of the obsession to drink. I love you. I know what you're going through. Let go of your will. Surrendering was the right thing for me to do. It could be the right thing for you to do as well. Perhaps just have the willingness to be willing that there is something out there greater than yourself. can save you. I did that and I have been saved.